0: The text for the sermon this day is taken from all of the scripture readings that you've heard today. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Salt. That's our theme tonight. Salt is a thing that if you think about it, it's got plenty of uses, plenty of purposes. For example... You might use salt around this time of the year when it gets a little slick to keep you from slipping on your behind. Salt could be used to raise the boiling point of water. Salt is something that many of you probably have to get a, a shipment up or an order of every now and then to take care of for the sake of your water softener. Salt, it's in the ancient world, it was used in combat, in warfare. It was a way they pour salt upon the enemy crops in order to starve the people out. This in fact, is something that the Romans would use on the Jews late around the time of the 70 AD. But of course, salt is what we most often think of, It is used for food, to give flavor to food. So, a while back, I remember going to an Arby's. And Arby's had this milkshake, and it was a salted caramel milkshake. And this was back when salted caramel was first becoming a thing. And my thought was like, What is salt doing in ice cream that doesn't mix? Although I'm sure salt probably goes into making it anyways. But that's not the point. But, so I ate it and I did not actually like it. But the thing is, is that when that salt is put in there, if you have a salted caramel or salt sea salt or whatever, you can taste it. It stands out about above everything else. Think you go to McDonald's. Have you ever had a fry that somehow missed the salt? It doesn't taste as good. But when you get that salt in it, it tastes right. Jesus says that you are the salt of the earth. And this is the kind of usage of salt as it's supposed to. To stand out. It's supposed to be distinct, different from that with what is around it. And see this is a theme through. You go to Zimmy's or Hardy's or Pizza Ranch or whatever, and it's kind of busy. And food's not coming as quickly as you'd like to. You get grumpy and say, what's wrong with these people? No? You practice patience, self-control, kindness, gentleness. That is what we are to be, and sadly, quite often Christians are not. If you ask most many servers, they will tell you the worst day of the week is Sundays because of the after church crowd and how they act. Christians, that should our reputation should be. Yes, it may be busy, but they're the best customers. We are supposed to stand out. Or you go to a basketball game, or a football game, or a volleyball game, or baseball, softball, whatever, and those guys in the stripes don't make the calls that you like, or they fail to make the call that you think they should. Should you be getting up and yelling at them and stomping your feet? No, that is a failure of self-control. I honestly believe that sometimes they think referees should carry applications in their pockets and be like, you know, there is a ref shortage. I didn't realize you're such an expert. Here you go. We could use you. And it's very interesting, apparently, that the refs are perfect at calling the other team. Nobody ever gets mad about those ones. But anyways. I've been to enough games to hear the way people react and how they act. We are to be different. It means that when you have a choice between spending time with your Lord, spending time in your faith, and spending time in a hobby or a pleasure, Or something that's going on in your life, maybe even some work, or school, or an activity. You choose your faith. You know, the season of Lent is very, very much designed to train our minds, to discipline our minds, to set things aside. That's the whole idea of giving things up. That's the whole idea of fasting. Food is probably the biggest idol that any of us have, but we set those things up aside. We give them up in order to spend time in the Word. Just giving up chocolates probably not going to give you a lot of time to spend in the Word, unless you're just eating bags of M&Ms every day. That's probably an issue. But generally. Things, probably the best, one of the best things that people give up in this day and age, and I've probably said it before, social media. Spend so much time on it. So much time on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Spend so much time just scrolling through TikTok videos, YouTube videos, whatever. Being not being holy, being the salt of the earth, means you sacrifice that. You spend time reading the Bible. It means, raise your hand if you've got a smartphone. Now question, how many of you have a Bible on your smartphone? Good. If you don't, get one. You could find free ones. You can even find devotionals. And by the way, that is something, again, being the salt of the earth means that sometimes, yes, you may use your phone to watch cat videos or whatever, but you will also use it to do devotions. The Let Us Pray app put out by Concordia Publishing House is a devotional resource. Or there's podcasts you can listen to. Being the salt of the earth means that you spend time in God's word when others wouldn't. That means on a Wednesday Wednesday night, on hump day, when people are trying, like, oh, is it Friday yet? And take you tonight to just get a little bit of a breather to make it to Friday. You're here. In God's word. In prayer. In hymn, in song. Part of that salt of the earth means we even do strange things like chanting. I mean, seriously, chanting is one of the most bizarre things that we do. But it is one of those things that sets us apart. It's one of those things that very distinctively shows us as being, I'm going to just straight up use Gary Teese's phrase, not normal. Because think about it, we just began this week, a little bit ago, we were chanting that song. But you know what, when I go about my daily life, I don't chant in my daily life. So when I went to the movie theater yesterday, I didn't go, I would like a medium popcorn with a large top." Although I'm really tempted to do that one day and just see what people do. But that's not normal. But we do it. Why? Because music goes deep into your brain, deep into your memory. It gets to a place that even things like dementia or amnesia cannot get to. This is why people can have severe head trauma, don't know who they are, don't know where they're from, don't know their family, and yet they can still know music that they sang when they're young. That's why you chant. That's why we put God's word to music. It's so when you don't even know who you are, you still know God's promises. not It's weird, but that's what the salt of the earth does. It means that we also live in hope. As you, as you all know, and I hesitate to bring it up, but... Still in the grief of my brother coming up on the year of anniversary of my mom. Whenever we lose someone, we don't lose somebody without hope. Whenever that person dies, and this is something I brought up at the at the when I preached the sermon, is it was only two days before Ash Wednesday. I told everybody there, like, you know what? Ash Wednesday's right in this sanctuary. In a couple days, and you have the Lord's Supper, you have a meal, the bread, and the wine, which we believe, teach, and confess, that is the body and blood of Jesus. Come, receive it. Because if you miss somebody who's died in the faith, that's where you get to visit with them. We were planning as a family to do a birthday dinner for my brother last Thursday and, and my stepmom. Because her birthday's on the 20th, my brother's was on the 21st. And so we always did joint birthday parties, birthday dinners. But we couldn't do that. But I told them, as I said, when we gather on Ash Wednesday, even though I was here last week in the midst of the fun weather, and my, mom, my stepmom, my sister, my dad, they're up there in Ankeny, we partake of the same feast, the same meal. And there we partook of that feast with my mom, my brother, my grandparents, anyone who has ever died in the faith. The salt of the earth. We come and do those things. But the thing is, is that hope is not just when we leave this place. There are some churches that have that song. Have any of you been to a church? We have this sign where it says you are now in the mission field. I, I don't know where you... I don't know, we could probably put it on, one of our, on our two exits, because we only have two at the moment. But when you go out there... The movie I went to last night was uh, Jesus Revolution, which, theologically, I definitely have issues. It's very charismatic in terms of theology. But they're still underlying the reality that everybody in this world is seeking answers. Whether they're people, but you have it. And it, to be the salt of the earth means that that word is on our lips. That we are talking the gospel to others that the salt of the earth that is ours may spread from us and, be, and may, others may receive it. Because there are so, so many people. And it's so hard, I know it's hard to think of when we live in Ida Grove, we live in Ida County, where the vast majority of our population is Christian. But even though the majority of our population is Christian, very small percentage ever we're at 20%. Actually, it's 20% before COVID. It's probably lower than that now. Probably more like in the teen percent. I've always said if you go to if you go to Zimmy's after church, and you were with you were to pick five totally random people from Ida County, only one of you will have gone to church that morning. The mission field's all around. That's why you guys going go to church. We're gonna go. I to go told you that you are missionaries, and you have an awesome place to be a mission field, and that's your schools. You're surrounded by people that you can tell tell of Jesus to. But you see, the thing is, they talk about all of these things. Jesus says, talks about salt losing its taste, and the question is, how does? Salt loses its taste. Salt loses its taste. One are the ways to do it? Pour water it. Dilute it. Salt is eventually even not noticeable. So also, when we let the world, when we decide that, yeah, we're in the world, and we want to be of the world, and we spend more and more time being of the world, it's water pouring on that salt diluting it more and more, taking away the potency. And if it pours long enough, that salt is gone. So that is why you come to this place. That's why you come to worship. Because every time you hear God's word, every time you see that, you are receiving that salt. And by his means of grace, That he gives you that taste. He makes you different. In fact, one of the traditions of the church, an ancient tradition, is whenever adults were baptized, they would put salt on the tongue of the baptized individual. I was told that they did this in The Godfather, but I didn't want to show that scene because he's having a bunch of people executed in that scene. So don't follow that example. But salt... They put it on their tongue to remind them that now that you are a child of God, washed in the water with the promise, washed in water baptism, you are salt of the earth. And in that baptism, you are made the salt of the earth. And every time you hear the word, that saltiness is being strengthened and being restored. Every time you receive the Lord's supper, that saltiness is being strengthened and restored. As you receive the gift. That Jesus achieved for you on the cross. The blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. For the life and salvation. That forgiveness, that grace is given to you in the word. It is given to you in the sacrament. By which you are salt of the world. And that's why we come again and again. And when we're done, we go up. Salt of the earth, telling people of the gospel, practicing patience, kindness, gentleness. And guess what? When we mess up, we say, I'm sorry. And when somebody comes to you and says, I'm sorry, you say, You know what? Jesus died for me too, and He forgave me, so I forgive you. Because, yes, forgiveness is on our lips. May we. Be that salt of the earth until Jesus returns. In his name, Amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ keep you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. At this time, we continue with the gathering of our offering, and as the offering is gathered,